and welcome to Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It's our pleasure to welcome you always and we not only that but we want to have you with us today part of this program and you can um, uh, be part of the program by by sending us an sms a message probably with a number you which already you know it but i'm going to give it to you just in case or if some uh, of you tune in for the first time the number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one on this number, you can send us a text message with a question, a comment, just a thought in regard to the topic which we are going to um, discuss today. And we'll love to have you with us, part of the program. For the whole week, we made that statement, the cross is not enough. And some of you may uh, ask questions, say, what? what are they talking about? And if you listen to the previous programs, um, we address few questions like, um, should I celebrate Easter? Did Jesus really exist? Did Jesus really rise from the dead? Why does the resurrection matter? Those are few of the questions which uh, we ask uh, during the week. And by the way, if you miss some of those uh, programs, you can always uh, uh, listen back. You can go to our uh, website, faithfm.com.au. But... Even better, you can download the um, Fate FM uh, app, and that's Fate FM Australia. Just look into your uh, app store, uh, Fate FM Australia. Download that one if you haven't done it yet, and you can go back and listen to those programs. Today, we are going to look into this question: uh, What did Christ say about remembering his death? Now, when we made that statement, uh, the cross is not enough. Uh, what we were thinking is that. If Jesus would have resurrected, you know, probably the cross would, would have been enough for us, for our salvation, because uh, the victory was through his uh, resurrection. I mean, victory over the sin was over the cross. He paid the penalty of sin through his death, but through his re- resurrection, he became victorious. And the enemy of God and us all would have loved, uh, would have loved to see Jesus staying in the tomb there not to resurrect. And that's why uh, we um, kind of make uh, made that statement, you know, the cross is not enough. But uh, indeed, the cross, the cross is very important. And Christianity, uh, these days, they um, celebrate uh, the event, you know, uh, Jesus' crucifixion and uh, um, Easter is, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, from different points of view, Easter may not have much to do with Jesus may have to do more with the eggs and uh, bunny and uh, all other things. But uh, we are going to to ask, you know, uh, this question. What did Christ say about the um, remembering of his death and resurrection? But I would like to welcome to our program uh, today, first of all, here in the studio, uh, our co-host uh, Tracy Papandreou. Tracy, good to have you with us. Hi, Nick, and hi to all the listeners. It's always a pleasure and a privilege to have you, Tracy, with us. And now, Tracy, it's um, uh, a member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Adelaide for Brighton Church. 
That's correct. In uh, Hove. Hove. Although we're Brighton Church, it's actually located in Hove and it's uh, 10 Amelia Street. Right, and if you happen to be around uh, that place and if you like to go uh, um, during this time, you know, uh, it's public holiday, don't hesitate. Please feel free to visit uh, Brighton Church. But anywhere else in Australia, if you like to visit us, and uh, this uh, program is supported, uh, sponsored by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, if you like to... Uh, meet some of the people um, in our church. Uh, just don't hesitate. Uh, Google uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church in your area and maybe visit that um, uh, tomorrow. Also, I'd like to say uh, hello and uh, welcome to another guest uh, via phone. David, can you hear us? Yes, Nick and Tracy. It's great to be broadcasting with you today on Good Friday. Oh, beautiful. Uh, it's our uh, privilege to have David, the director of Family Voice Australia for uh, South Australia Northern Territory, um, joining us uh, via phone call. Uh, David usually come with us uh, in the studio when he can, but uh, he's a busy man even on a public holiday. <laughs> and David, it's good to have you with us. Hey, maybe I, I will start with you um David today what's your first um, thought you know when we um, made that uh, statement uh, the cross is not enough yes yes it's uh, a tantalizing uh, statement but it's absolutely true because the apostle Paul said that if Jesus did not rise then and, and, and if we will not rise then we will we're still in our sins so the the death of Jesus is good as far as it goes, but if he had not been raised from the dead, then certainly we would not be. Mm. And so we, we have no future hope. So the fact that Jesus did rise means that he's the first, the first from the dead to be raised, the first fruits. And it means that he ha- is assuring us by, by dying and rising that we too, after we die, will rise. Mm. So the, the cross of Christ is necessary to bring salvation, but if, if if it ended at that point, then there'd be no hope. So it would just be someone who died and, well, what a sad loss of life that was and what a nice guy he was. But no, because he was the innocent lamb of God, death could not claim him, and so his heavenly father was able to raise him, and therefore we too will be raised. Oh, that's beautiful. And uh, David, uh, unfortunately, I mentioned a bit earlier that uh, these days, even, um, you know, this season, you know, like Easter, it's so commercialized, you know, uh, and many times people don't have to do anything with uh, God. Uh, they're still enjoying uh, the holiday, of course, uh, yeah. and we all enjoy uh, a bit of time off. Uh, but yeah, what do you think? I mean, uh, from a biblical point of view, should we celebrate Easter? Uh, it is really the culmination of Passover. So you've asked the question about remembering. What Mm -hmm. did Jesus mean when remembering? Well, uh, we as God's people need to remember. So the people of God in Old Testament times were called to remember the deliverance, the salvation of God that was achieved when they were in Egypt, when they were stuck uh, in, in that place of death. And the Jewish people have been remembering Passover ever since. So we're talking about 3,000 years, mm. and and we today can still remember those events from the time of Moses. In fact, in Israel, the, this, this will uh, delight your listeners, no doubt, but in Israel, the children 
bang each other on the head with plastic hammers and say, remember. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> we, need to, we need to make sure that we remember. And, and of course, uh, when, when Jesus was, uh, was uh, celebrating the Passover, he, he said, do this in remembrance of me. So right. we remember, we're to remember what Jesus did. And uh, he really astonished his, his uh, colleagues there, his disciples, when he was at that meal. Because when, when he took the bread, he said, this is my body, which must have flabbergasted mm, them. And then mm. he said, and taking the cup, this is my blood. And so this is, this is a new thing to remember because they had never heard such a teaching before. Yes. Now, David, uh, probably I should have asked you another question before uh, uh, that, because uh, to clarify a little bit, uh, because I said uh, a little bit early in the program that our question for today is, uh, what did Christ say about remembering his death? Yes. Now, yes. Um, yes. and you, you pointed out that, you know, about uh, communion, about uh, um, that time when Jesus uh, got down on his knees, you know, and uh, uh, washed the feet of the disciples and shared with them uh, uh, that meal and uh, the, the, the emblems, you know, the symbols of his body and uh, the blood. Now, the reason I, I want to uh, just ask you again, uh, maybe this a question in regard to should we celebrate Easter in in that regard because today you hear a lots of people talking about the um, uh, pagan origins of Easter and then uh, it, it's quite challenging you know uh, if you want to follow the Bible and uh, then you look at that origin and say okay And, and, and as I said, even many people uh, who may call themselves Christians but not being very active Christians, they will do certain things which don't have to do anything with the Bible, you know, during the Easter, Easter time. But what I was trying to say here, that Jesus actually indicated very clear something in which we should remember his death and resurrection. And he referred to the, uh, to the communion. Time. And that's what I, uh, I asked, the, I should have asked this question first, uh, but uh, even though I believe, because you, what you said that we should celebrate Easter actually indicates that we should remember the, the death and resurrection of Jesus. That's actually what it is, Easter, if you, exactly. yeah? Okay. Exactly. We just need some plastic uh, hammers instead of the bunnies and the chocolates by the sounds of things. All right. Yeah. Tra- <laughs> Tracy. Hit, hit, hit each other over the head with the ha- plastic hammer. Remember. <laughs> I think Tracy is going to shop for um, one of those plastic hammers uh, <laughs> soon. And and David, yes. um, also just, uh, okay, yeah, go ahead if you have some a thought. Yes, indeed. Well, it's true that Easter eggs and Easter bunnies have uh, have made their, their presence very strong at Easter. But you know, God can still use those things because the 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 egg itself is a wonderful resurrection motif because... If you if you didn't know what was in the egg, you would you would ponder and wonder. But then out of the egg comes the chicken, and so the the, the concept of new life it's really built into creation. And of course, rabbits are so full of fertility. Uh, I think yeah, just a, a handful of rabbits were brought to Australia, and, and within just a few years, there are millions of them. Mm. So <laughs> uh, the first. First yeah. command given to humanity was be fruitful and increase in number, so the rabbits certainly get that well and truly. But um, the point I'm making is that uh, in our culture today, we can we can use things which have even come from from paganism, and we can sanctify them mm-hmm. by 
by recognizing, well, look, you know, the egg is God's invention because he invented chickens and eggs. Uh, chocolate is also God's invention. And, uh, and rabbits are also. So uh, it's very important, I think, for us to, to, to not, let, not let pagans uh, garner or uh, monopolize nature, mm. uh, such as rabbits and, uh, and uh, eggs. So uh, we, we really need to claim these things back. Uh, it's a bit like Halloween, which used to be a Christian Christian event, and then it was paganized, and, and we ought to re-Christianize it again. And the same is true of Mardi Gras, which which uh, we could have looked at perhaps uh, some 35 days ago, when traditionally in the church the the time of fasting called Lent uh, came along. And of course, before you before you do your fasting, you have a bit of a party to get ready for the fast. So yes. Mardi Gras Mardi Gras has been utterly paganized now. And it's become a, a debauched and a very wicked event. But it used to have a Christian basis. So once again, we need to re-Christianize these things. Yeah. And you know what I, uh, I like to also mention uh, here? Uh, when you say that we need to, I mean, if we take some from the pagan uh, background and, and Christianize, I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of things around us, which may, be, may have uh, the paganism or, or the even uh, spiritualism and all those things may have... Uh, um, how to say a hold o- on it, yes, uh, but yes. doesn't mean that we as Christians we need to say, oh no, we don't do that because uh, that has a, a the let's say darker side uh, has a use of it. No, but the problem is the contest, and this is what probably counts the most. You know, when yes. we um, celebrate uh, Easter, and by the way, we should celebrate Easter not once a year. Uh, we exactly. should yes. celebrate Easter uh, more often, um, and in, particularly in regard to the communion, when Jesus says, now, in remembrance of me, do this. I mean, didn't give us a clear indication, do it uh, every day, do it uh, once a year, but do it as often as you you are in connection with this aspect, you know, yes. uh, because sometimes, and I'd like to just touch on this one, because you said, remember. And you know there are other things in the Bible which God emphasizes on that in the even in the commandments he make reference to the fourth commandment remember why because uh, people just forgot about those things and how important it is to remember these things and that's what I thought yeah uh, what you said uh, I agree now myself uh, coming from an orthodox background and uh, uh, understanding a little bit different few things of celebrating you know uh, Easter or other other festivals, I have reservations, you know, in how I uh, celebrate Easter. And I'm not so easily saying uh, things like, uh, you know, about Easter, just greeting people with the Easter uh, greetings. You know what I mean? But I should do that every day. I should uh, say every day as a form of greeting, Christ is risen. You know, I can greet you maybe every day about that. And in this uh, regard, some parts of Romania, because that's where I come from, they have this uh, tradition where people every day during the year, they will, they will uh, greet them with uh, Christ is risen. And they will say, forever, amen. They will as respond. As a response. Yeah, as a response. They will say, forever, amen. What a wonderful thing to, to do. And that's why I would like to 
point out from the Bible some of the teachings of the Bible, and in this context, we will look today a little bit more with Tracy, um, David, about the, um, what Jesus said. What Jesus said in, in record to his um, uh, to remember his death and resurrection. But thank you so much, David, for sharing with us. Any thought before we let you go? Well, the a couple of things. One is that in that last supper, Jesus gave very clear instructions for government. And here at Family Voice, we're always looking for the civic dimension to the application of the gospel. But right in the middle of the Lord's Supper, Jesus speaks about the emperor. Mm. He speaks about him as benefactor, king of the Gentiles, the one who rules. And he says that the one who rules should be like the one who serves. And of course, Jesus says, I'm among you as one who serves. So uh, not only has our culture benefited from the gospel at Easter time, mm. but we benefit even through our civic institutions where we have a very strong concept of servanthood. So uh, that's, that's the first thing I want to say. And the second thing is that this word remember uh, is also found on the lips of one of the two robbers who were crucified with Jesus, one on his right and one on his left. So one of the robbers says, oh, so you're the son of God, are you? Well, in that case, come down from the cross and rescue us. Mm. And the other the other faith said, no, we are being executed justly for what we've done wrong, but he has done nothing wrong. So that, that robber recognized the innocence of Christ, but then, he, but then uh, having, having chastised his colleague, he turns to Jesus and says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So he not only recognized that Jesus was innocent, but he recognized also that he was a king. Yes. <laughs> So a very strange king to be on a cross. Mm. But the, the thief, he must have been touched by the Holy Spirit to understand this, but he said, Jesus, and, and, he, and he also prophesied about Jesus being raised from the dead. Yes. Because he says, Jesus, remember, I mean, what future does a man have when he's nailed to the cross? <laughs> That's the end of it, yes. naturally. But, but no, he could see, uh, wonderfully touched by the Holy Spirit, and he prophesied by saying that you will rise from the dead. Yeah. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus wonderfully replies, today you will be with me in paradise. Yes. So what a wonderful, wonderful. hope we all have. Beautiful. Uh, David, thank you so much for uh, taking time and um, uh, coming with us. You may have a safe, uh, uh, short yes. holiday. And um, God bless you. Looking forward to see you back in the studio when you can. Um, you, uh, you have a, have a um, uh, blessed day. Thank you so much. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. All right, we are back here in the studio with uh, Tracy Papandreou, our co-host today. And uh, Tracy, I just want to go straight into the subject and uh, just a little bit later we'll, uh, we'll have a little break, uh, play a song. Um, but just before we get into the subject, actually, I may remind our listener again that um, you can come uh, through this program with us, you know, part of the program, send us a question or a thought in regard to even the discussion I have with David. And uh, you can do that by sending a Text message to zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. Please jot down this number because we are going to give you a, a offer, a free gift today also. Uh, but uh, Tracy, let me just maybe think about this uh, question. Uh, today is what we know in the Christian world, uh, Good Friday. Mm. And um, uh, the first day of the the season where uh, we, you know, traditionally commemorate the sacrifice uh, that Christ made for us on the cross. But even 
within Christian circles. Unfortunately, this period has become something other than a holy period. What do you think about this? I think it's very sad, actually, because amongst us Christians, and this is just typical of the way that Satan works, we see it at Christmas time as well, mm. whenever there is a period where we should have Christ um, front and centre, um, he has his counterfeits there, doesn't he, to, you know, the worldly distractions to to pull us away from what the period is is all about. And... Um, you know, we know that this isn't, you know, specifically the, the, we can't pinpoint it that this is, you know, the, the, the actual time of the mm-hmm, year that, mm-hmm. that, that Christ, um, uh, died and, and was resurrected. And so, you know, we talked about, you know, there's, and we can talk later on too, if you like, um, about, uh, the, the pagan origins. But unfortunately, yes, um, even amongst Christians, um, it's so easy to get pulled into the the chocolate mm, eggs, mm, the mm. the bunnies. Mm. You know, I think about growing up. I was brought up as a nominal Christian, mm-hmm. um, which I think is where we see um, a number of Christians get pulled into all all of all of this. You know, the the, the Easter egg hunt. You know, the schools mm. they have the Easter bonnet parade, and you know that's to they invite the parents to come and and the and often the parents have spent nights, you know, putting together these little hats and things that the, that the children then parade. Um, you know, there's just there's just uh, so much that unfortunately, you know, distracts us. Yes. You know. Um, I've I've got friends who declare themselves as a Christian and yet they're sitting in Zoom meetings with bunny ears and mm, things on, mm. you know, this this week as we lead into those things. So um I just find it a little bit disheartening mm. that that yeah, even 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 Christians often are, are pulled into and distracted from from what it, it is is it meant to be about for a Christian. Yes. And it's nothing wrong, you know, for families to get together, to have absolutely, a good time. Absolutely. To associate that, you know, just during this season and to do all sorts of things, you know, and then link well, yeah, as I said, associate that with um, with what Jesus said in terms of now when you do this and this and that, and we'll talk a little bit about communion, you know, uh, remember in remembrance of me. What I would like to say here, actually, because David pointed out that, um, you know, we can take some symbols, you know, uh, even though they have, uh, they may have a um, pagan uh, origin, but we can Christianize them, you know. It's interesting aspect, but uh, what I would like to say a little bit probably different, that even Jesus, he took a lot of, Things from surroundings, from the nature, making out um, uh, object lesson. Yes, I think it. it's, it's, and that's it's what a significance that we hold to those to those things. Absolutely, I think is what we need to to look at. You know, again, I go back to you know how how some of the 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 way that the world has has brought consumerism mm. and and secularism into these things it's the same as what happens at christmas time i know that you know there are some people who object to christmas trees because you know they're a pagan origin supposedly you know but but there again it comes down to what you yourself 
the significance that that, yeah. that you put to that. I think what's what what is sad is when you see Christians who who really don't understand and 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 look. I think this goes on in the world all the time that we just accept traditions yes. and we don't question yes you know we don't question you know where where does this come from and and yes i understand that um many christians will use some of the symbolism you know of the rabbits and the eggs and and they will say well this is a symbol symbolism of of new life but many um, people will not understand anything about that and i was no. going i was going to just to ask this you know because You already pointed out about the chocolate um, eggs and all those things. You know, many of these things are associated with uh, with Easter um, uh, today. People just take this, as you said, for granted because that's well, Easter Easter time. It, that's, it must be something to do with uh, Easter. Now, I don't know how far. Um, I mean, how much we understand or, or people understand uh, what Easter has to do with. With uh, Jesus, with God, uh, because if you look in the Old Testament, it's a very clear, you know, how God asked the Israelites, you know, to celebrate uh, Passover mm-hmm. and and those things. But you know, today in the modern uh, days, as you just said, many things can come into the picture, and we don't we don't even question. not understand we anything what's going on. We don't on. even question, you know. Yeah. Like um, I think. If I think about my own situation before I became born again, you know, I think you just, um, you know, you're brought up and these are traditions that, you know, your parents had with their parents mm. and their parents. And so, you know, Easter is just attached to these things and, and, and you, you, you just often don't stop and question. Where the heck did all the mm, rabbits mm. come into all yeah. all this and 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 all of that that kind of thing? You know, don't get me wrong. There's some there is some wonderful things about getting together as a family. You know, yeah. and I can remember when I used to be married to um, a, a Greek man. So you know, Easter was all about getting together, and they actually had a little game that was a tradition that was part of Easter where mm-hmm. um, everyone boiled their own eggs and they would paint them different colors and then there was a game that you each had to cr- kind of crack your mm-hmm. egg on the other mm-hmm. person's egg and whoever ended up with, ended up with the with the egg that didn't break at collecting the end of and it, collecting the all the other eggs yeah at the end of it they were they were the 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 winner and and they also have their their own um you know traditions around um things that have particular breads that have a a a, a red egg in it which is you know to to symbolize the blood of Christ and an egg as re- renewal so you know i think again i go back to the fact i think it depends on you know if you truly have a christian understanding of those things don't just you know um stick the pagan stuff mm-hmm, on top mm-hmm, of it and mm-hmm. say well i uh, i love jesus but you know i love all the fun about the bunnies and all yeah, of that kind yeah. of stuff you know if we truly want to to use some of those things then 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 they they truly need to we need to see the the christian significance in it not just add all that pagan stuff on the top of it All right. Uh, let me ask you now, uh, Tracy, if you could share with us a little bit about the some origins, you know, yeah. like uh, pagan origins, because uh, yeah, maybe some uh, of our listeners may not even came across the the link, you know, with yes. some. Yeah, just share with us. Yes. So it actually goes back 
a long, long way. It goes back into the foundations of Babylon after the flood. So uh, Nimrod was actually the founder of Babylon after the flood and, and his wife was called, and I may, you know, absolutely um, s- stuff up the way I pronounce her surname. I'll say it as Semiramis. Mm-hmm. Um but she was regarded um not only just as you know the 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 king's uh wife the queen she was regarded so much and and we saw this happen you know in in those times that that often the kings were actually seen as gods we see that also that happened in um the times of the roman emperors etc um she was regarded as the moon goddess and the queen of heaven and one of the names that she was given was actually Ishtar. And mm-hmm. If you listen to that, you can hear that that's actually sim- similar to to the name that we that we use for this period. So um, Ishtar was the name given um, by the Assyrians to their principal female deity, and again, this same goddess uh, is seen throughout different um, um, different. Uh, uh, people groups. So the Phoenicians, they saw this female goddess as Ashtoreth. In Greek and Roman, they had this uh, pre- prime a female goddess, goddess was known as Astarte. Um, there was also uh, the other name Eostre and Estra by mm-hmm, the Saxons. Mm-hmm. You know, and in or even in Egypt, um, there was Isis and um Osiris and uh all of that kind of thing and the the rabbits and the eggs were both symbols of life and fertility that were associated with this goddess but they can became um identified with her and so there was a yearly celebration honoring her which took place around the first full moon after the spring equinox and you know, when we say that we're we're talking about the the northern hemisphere, um, and 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 this was because all of nature seemed to be bursting with reproductive vitality at that time. So it was a celebration of her, and um, she actually also had a son mm. who was known as Tammuz, and actually in Greek tradition he's known as Adonis, um, and he actually uh, died. Um, in his early early youth, and there were um, traditions that came about with regards to mourning his death and celebrating him. So um, each year um, after his death, um, there was this there was this practice of actually weeping for him, which God calls it an abomination, mm, actually, in mm, Ezekiel. Mm. Um, but there was also a period after that morning of, of um, festivities, and the people would present their offerings of wine, meat, and incense, and they would prostrate themselves before the sun, and they would say, Our Lord is risen. Uh, because they associated Tamus, um, the, the, the mother actually m- made all of these stories about the fact that the, the sun had taken him up and he had become part of the sun. So, so, um, 
you know, part of that was also in in preparing for these celebrations, the people would make small cakes and they would inscribe them with a cross, which at that time was a pagan fertility symbol. And they would do that. They would would prepare these cakes for baking in the in the sun and eating them as part of their ritual. And then they would end up, you know, that day would end up with, um, you know, a full on orgiastic revelry, um, often including human sacrifices. So it was was pretty full on. And I just think it's interesting in Hosea 3, uh, where the Lord is actually talking to Hosea. And in in the book of Hosea, there's actually... um, this this prostitute is actually given as uh, a type of Israel who has um, um, pulled themselves away from God and 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 uh, the scripture says and the Lord said to me go again love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel who look to other gods and love the raisin cakes of the pagans yes. so we can see that that all of this um uh, these pagan traditions were actually uh, became entwined so 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 long ago and uh, have found their way into today mm. and I like uh, you know I probably just want to read that passage in um, Ezekiel because you made uh, reference to that which God called an uh, abomination mm. and in, in Ezekiel chapter 8 verse 13 and um, uh, 14 and maybe even look at verse 15 very interesting mm. here but he says here and he said to me turn again and you will see greater uh, abominations that they are doing So he brought me to the door of the north gate of the Lord's house, and to my dismay, women were sitting there weeping for Tammuz, which was another god. And God says not to do anything with other gods, you know, and particularly weeping and worshiping and, you know, bowing down maybe. And in verse 15, this is very interesting. It says, then he said to me, have you seen this? Oh, son of man, turn again and you'll see greater abomination than this. Mm. You know, sometimes we do things in life and we don't question, we don't check those things. Mm. And we think that's normal. We think, and we may find ourselves on a very dangerous ground, doing things which God may not be pleased with. Yes, yes. And I think... um you know, as as was quoted in that scripture from Ezekiel and also in the one that I quoted in Hosea, you know, what's being held up there is examples of people being away from God, mm. having other gods before the and, true God. And it's interesting. And, and, and sometimes that's, 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 done because we sometimes let the world in a little bit too much. But what struck me when I read those verses that he says that uh, the house of the Lord, mm. you know, when um, when you have certain things, uh, put it this way, we talk about even Christmas, we alluded to Christmas that mm. people celebrate and become so commercial, Christmas, Easter, there are countries or people in the country, they don't have to do anything with Christianity. Yes. They're still celebrating Easter and Christmas. Yes. Now, the way you do those things, 
it can be an abomination mm. to God. Mm, mm, mm. Now, they may be innocent, not knowing what they're doing, but when this happened at the house of the Lord, I think this is a big question for us because we know now more than mm. these little things, you know, that, oh, let's have a good, uh, good fun, you know, with uh, some eggs and uh, we know much more what we need to do. And I would like to probably come a little bit later if we still have time to see what that means when Jesus kneeled down and humbled himself and, you know, in front of the sinners mm. to go down on your knees and wash their feet. Mm. Mm. How many people during this season uh, of Easter will go to that level and will say maybe not only to their family, friends, or but to their enemies, let me wash your feet. Or, or, a, or even if there isn't the opportunity to, to, to do it physically, mm. to do it metaphorically, and 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 you know, um, Easter as 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 is Christmas is is a nice time for a reset. Yes, um, and um, you know, Jesus gave that example of the foot washing as a sign of of. Of humbleness, mm. and you know that's an opportunity for us to come. You know, I think one of the things that is important about the Easter period for Christians, and hey, I'm including myself in mm. in 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 this as well as a reminder, is um, are we actually really reflecting and pondering deeply on what this gift actually? Is mm. you know I, I when we go through about you know all of the you know the bunnies and the Easter eggs and everything, and you think about what the gift actually is that we've been given. To me, it's it's so easy that you know you can look at it and go, "Have we just cheapened this whole thing?" Yes. You know yes. when you look at what um, an amazing gift, an amazing sacrifice. That is, and what it represents, it represents amazing love, you know, love that is not even possible to see on this earth, mm. you know. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so yeah, yeah, it's 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 just uh, amazing, all of that, and I think um, all of us would do well to actually really take take a step back and and think about, am I really embracing? This time for what it the, the great gift that that it actually is and what's being being given to me. Yes, and we are going to look into this a little bit more after this break. We are going to take a short break here, and uh, my dear listener, uh, don't forget that you can uh, contact us. You can send us a text message to share your thoughts with us, uh, maybe a question, a thought. Um, you can do that on zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one, and on this number. Uh, keep it handy because straight after this song uh, we'll um, talk about the free offer which we have for uh, today and you may need to send us a text message with the code which we'll give you after the song but this is a beautiful song uh, by John Bryant were you there?
Tracy Papandreou today here talking about uh, uh, the season uh, of Easter and uh, uh, mainly we had uh, the, the main theme for this week was uh, the cross is not enough and we discovered that uh, it's very important about the resurrection of Jesus and that's uh, what Christianity is celebrating to, uh, these days you know uh, in this season about uh, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But in the Bible speaks a bit more about uh, what Jesus uh, asked us, how to remember him. And we'll come to that in a moment. But um, right now, I would like to give you that free book, the offer which we have for today. And it's a wonderful book called Steps to Christ. Leads those looking for meaning in life uh, to discover it in Jesus Christ and step by step to find forgiveness, confidence, security, and real joy. It shows Christ as the way to lasting peace. A wonderful little book uh, which um, contain very important uh, aspects of Jesus' life, um, If you, if you want to have this book, uh, you just need to send us a text message with um, the code SA40. SA stands for South Australia and number 4040. No space in between, not to confuse our uh, friendly robot when he will ask uh, some questions. But this book uh, talks about uh, God's love for man. Uh, the sinner's need of Christ, repentance, confession, consecration, faith and acceptance, the test of the discipleship and growing in Christ, 
to work the work and the life a knowledge of God the privilege of prayer that's a very important chapter I like that one what to do with doubt and rejoicing in the Lord you know very um, direct you know and and practical uh, uh, instructions how to have a strong relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't hesitate to send us a text message with the code SA40 and this book is yours uh, free of charge, no obligation. And uh, thank you for requesting this and uh, all, of, all those of you who are regular listeners, uh, I'm pretty sure you enjoy some of good books which we share with uh, you. But this is, this is a, a classic and um, don't hesitate. Uh, back here in the studio with uh, Tracy in the next few minutes left, uh, Tracy, I may like to ask you uh, a little bit, um, you know, in regard to, we talked about the origins of, um, this pe- pagan origins of uh, chocolate eggs and others and so on mm. and so forth. And we mentioned some passages in the Bible, how people worshipped other gods mm. uh, and uh, weeping, you know, we just said in Ezekiel uh, for Tammuz and then uh, you quoted from uh, the book of Hosea. Mm. Uh, very, very important. But So it, it seems that uh, man has introduced a lot of pagan customs uh, as a way to remembering Christ's sacrifice. But is that uh, what God really wants from us, Tracy? Mm, mm. I don't think so. He actually gave us a specific instruction Mm, about mm. how he wanted to be remembered. And um, David alluded to that previously, and and we've talked earlier a little bit about about the communion service. Mm -hmm. I just like to actually read some of those scriptures because it's pretty clear I and mean, you know he he says do this in memory of me so i'm reading matthew 26 26 to 29 and this is at the lord's supper and it says and and as they were eating jesus took bread blessed and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So, uh, you know, he was specifically uh, wanting that to be a commemoration. he also, I also want to um, bring up, and we, we talked about it briefly, the significance of foot washing as part of that service because he actually, he also, um, not only did he, as part of that um, service, um, talk about the, the, the communion, the wine, and the which is the juice and the bread, um, as being a commemoration of him. As part of that, he also he got down and he um, actually washed the feet of the disciples. Um, I'm reading now from John 13, and this was when supper um, was finished. It says, "And supper being ended, the the." Um, 
that says the devil having already put in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. So, you know, they'd, they'd had their supper you know, he told them about the the commemoration of the the bread as a representation of his body, the uh, grape juice as the representation of his blood, and he was now also washing their feet. Mm. And you know, Simon has a little bit of a crisis about it. He says, "Oh my goodness, what's going on? You know, uh, I'm supposed to be washing your feet." You know, and and Jesus said. Um, what I'm doing, you don't understand now, but you'll know about this after. And uh, he says, you know, I, I need to do this. If you don't, if I don't wash you, you won't have any part of me. And and Simon Peter says, okay, then wash me all over. You know? <laughs> He's then getting enthusiastic, and and Christ says, no, no, that's not necessary. I know you had a bath today, or you you gave yourself a little bit of a wash wash over. This is actually something something different. Um, and you see, this is how uh, what symbolism is, you know, because you may think, okay, now uh, to be better, wash me all over, you know, but uh, Jesus was pinpointing there uh, what we need and what he needs. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and so um, he talked about and tried to help the disciples understand that a bit more. It says, so when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Um, um, most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So that's what I was saying. You know, I know in our church, we actually, we include foot, wash, foot washing as part of the communion service. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really quite a nice part of it because it, it, it naturally brings a humbling, if you like, and it brings an intimacy between you and the person who you're actually washing their feet. And it's a way of bringing, um, you know, some really nice leveling, all of the, the, the humbling. Um, um, so, so actually it's, it's nice. But, you know, I, w- I was talking previously about the fact that Christmas and Easter are, are good times for a reset. Mm. And even if people don't get to do this physically, the foot washing, I think it's a good idea to understand that Jesus did this and that mentally it's a good idea to to put ourselves in, in you know, bring some humbleness and think about, you know, okay, well, well where do I need to be yeah. more humble? And, and you know, you I'd know. like to add on that one, if Jesus could have done it, you know, I mean, uh, what stops us, you know? I mean, are we too proud of, or is that something, uh, I mean, even with all the hygiene and all the COVID things, you know, yeah, there are ways you can do it safely, you know, and uh, that's very important. Um, I also want to, to quickly bring up too, you know, a part of this 
is also when we when we take communion is about the importance of examining our hearts, mm. and that's what I was talking about. Yes. You know, thinking about bringing in in that that humbling, um, and and. Um, Paul actually talked about the importance of examining our hearts in preparing for receiving communion. So um, he actually talks about the fact that, you know, when you come to receive communion, mm. you know, it's it's a anathema to actually come before the Lord and receive communion when you do not have your heart in the right place, you know. So um, I won't quote it because I know we're running for time. Mm. But, um, you know, that's that's about us having our hearts and our minds, you know, the spiritual side of us in the in really in the right place when we do take in communion. So that's that's really This important. program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And yeah, we are uh, uh, towards the end of this program um, and just have a minute uh, maybe to to just uh, end it up. But I just like to mention to our listener that you can get that uh, wonderful book, Steps to Christ. You just need to send a text message uh, with the code SA40 to 04888080811 and the book is yours. Uh, Tracy, maybe in a sentence or two, are you able to just um, uh, sum up uh, a couple of thoughts? I think just um, that this period of time we should remember that the communion service is actually what Christ gave us as uh, the, the the vehicle for remembrance of him. Uh, I think that, you know, Let's return to a renewed appreciation for the real gift of Christ in the resurrection account and if we all make an, make an effort to make Christ more the centre of, of, of this period. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that, uh, Tracy. Yes, our time is up for today. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us and uh, we're inviting you to be with us again Um when uh, we are going to uh, talk about this theme, uh, faith and uh, the weak man's crutch. And Monday, we are going to talk about uh, could God like me. I believe you'll enjoy that program, but until then, may God richly bless you and have a wonderful time contemplating on the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Peace.